This episode is brought to you by FabFitFun. On point. Mm, AKA the premium subscription box on the market that delivers you full-size beauty and wellness products from some of the best brands on the market every season. This spring box's theme is Grow Forth and features products from 20 different female-founded brands. And I got to say, this is my favorite box yet. Mm -hmm. Every single time I get my seasonal box, I always end up loving everything. And I even usually find a new lifetime favorite or two. Head to fabfitfun.com today and you'll get the option to customize your spring box before you order amazing customization options. There's amazing products from brands like Milk Makeup, Spelding, uh, Our Place, and so many others. Be sure to use coupon code CHATTY for $10 off your first box at Fab www.fabfitfun.com coupon code chatty at fabfitfun.com you're going to get ten dollars off your spring box and don't forget you get to choose your customizable products also broads if you're looking to add a little spice to your love life your sexy time it can be hard to figure out just where to start and i'm telling you right now adamandeve.com it's the one-stop shop for all things pleasure seriously if you're into it they've got it everything from lingerie to bondage to toys and so much more plus they're piling on tons of gifts with each purchase 10 free gifts to be exact 10 free gifts free stuff is awesome but 10 free gifts my god free stuff to spice up your bedroom fantastic select any one item for 50 percent off and then on top of that adam and eve will throw in 10 free gifts just enter offer code chatty at checkout that's c-h-a-t-t-y chatty at checkout to get loads of free goodies at adamandeve.com <laughs> loads <laughs> <laughs> got it got him Episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Oh! Hello, Broads. <laughs> I thought you were like you're doing that thing with Craig where you were like trying to copy me. Oh, oh! Pirate's life for me. I thought for a second that you were starting to sing a song and then I was going to sing it with you. And then I'm like, are you yawning? Like, and then you had me panicked. I was like, what? What are we doing here? I'm trying to shake I was, you I was up. going, oh, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, ah! Wait, let me hit the alto part. Oh, wait, is alto... I never know. Yeah, I think so. Alto is a little bit one. lower. Low. This is soprano. And then what's the middle one? Temprano? Mm, no. That's mid word. Middly. <laughs> Middle town. Anywho. Hi, broads. Um, what's going on? Hi, Becca. How was your week? How was your weekend? Uh, how was my weekend? Well, is is this coming out Tuesday or Thursday? This is coming out Tuesday. Okay. Well, as you're going to hear on Thursday, I got on my Peloton and threw up yesterday. So I'm never going on the Peloton again. Yes, you will hear that story. I'm never going on the Peloton ever again since I threw up on it. Now, a bad association. This is now an anti-Peloton podcast, yes. apparently. Um, we are not sponsored by Peloton. We are not Matt James. Cody was like, don't quit. And I was like, I'm not going to quit. And then like 18 <laughs> minutes and I was like, no, I am. Wait, am I going to throw up right now? You're like, listen, Cody, you're normally you're right there with me, but you're making me puke now. I didn't think it was going to happen. And thank God I unclipped out of those shoes. And yeah, I was oh, like, you would have puked all over all Cody. <laughs> And then just hurled into the. I wonder how many times that's happened. Um, I've had some people message me about it, so 
definitely I wasn't the first person and I'm sure I won't be the last. Okay. Okay. I feel like it's so intense. Yeah. I mean, I've never, have you ever thrown up from working out ever? I've thrown up one time from working out. What were you doing? I was running because I, yeah, I, I feel can't like do that's the most I can't do the red one it's it's the cardio by the way our podcast episode last week where we talked about does anyone else and we were talking about the pain in your ears and oh your god, throat yeah. when you're running and so many people messaged and were like okay, oh my god it's just a thing it's a thing you got the pain in the throat and the ears um but no the running I can't no do. my nose okay and my your nose. nose your and nose. my ears your nose and your ears okay all of my orifices all of them no eyeballs that's not it is that an orifice I guess, well, there's a little, I mean, <laughs> there's little holes. Oh, go ahead, going through your tear ducts? I guess. I don't think it's the orifice unless you poke your don't eyes Don't you feel out. like sometimes when the wind so is hitting your eyes really hard that you can feel it behind your eyeballs? Because I feel like I can feel that sometimes. Hmm. No, never felt that. But I do also have some some situations with my eyes. I got some some dealies with my eyes. Well, like they're hollow? Yes. <laughs> I can't see an opening as of a pipe or tube. I hate that. <laughs> I don't. I really Something about like tube. the word I, tube in relation to your body. Oh, you know what I'm picturing? I don't mind the word tube, like a tube of toothpaste doesn't bother me. No, like, but just the singular word with, tube with your, also. But in relate to me, it's in relation to your body. I'm picturing those tubes. You know, when you go to the beach and like around all the shells they're the tubes that I don't know if they come from yeah. coral or whatever. They give me the major creeps. Oh, the natural ones, like not like a pipe on the beach. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm I talking about you. those little, like coral tubes. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> you saying that. I've suddenly discovered a new word that I don't like. I didn't know that before. I mean, you know. You're right. Ew, I don't like this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Um, but yeah, an opening in the body. Such Literally, this is what the dictionary says. Such as a nostril or the anus. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you really had to go there, Miriam Webster. Miriam Webster, no, you naughty bitch. Miriam Webster, but I'm like, really? Such as the nose, nostril, or the anus, <sighs> or the butthole, or the buttocks hole. I guess not an eyeball. I hate this. I mean, we also have like our little, all of our little pores and all that. I don't think that technically counts as an orifice. Mm, our skin. Breathe. It's too small. I mean, I guess if you are very, very tiny, like we talked about with Craig, <laughs> yes. it could be an orifice, but no. If you're like Mrs. Frizzle magic school bus yeah. size and you could dive into someone's pore, oh, gonna throw up. <laughs> gonna throw I don't up. like where this episode no, is starting. No, I'd like to just he- hit the reset button. Let's quickly start from the top. <sighs> you will hear Becca's, You will hear Becca's vomit story in our podcast that comes out on Thursday, which by the way, our Thursday episode is really, really good. We just finished recording it. It's really and good. it is with Peter Rollins, um, who has been on the show before, who is a philosopher extraordinaire, an incredible author. It's a great podcast. Um everyone loved him the last time he was on the last time he was on was a Christmas episode like two years ago um but this is a great we kind of talk about the story that is Good Friday and Easter since that's coming up in a few days and how that can apply to today I mean honestly it was all just about like life yeah and isn't that what that story is about it's true it's true. But that's Thursday. And then Friday, we have another Chatty Bros episode where it's going to be a getting to know the bros, which I'm very excited to listen to. A little scared. 
Uh, can't wait to hear things I didn't know about Evan because I always find those out pretty much every single day of my life. Like, for instance, I found out the other day that he is an avid Formula One fan and he watches every single race and I had zero idea. Um, I also found so out... Was he stoked on Ari Leyendike? I don't... His he, Formula One racer. His yeah, dad is a famous Formula One I think racer. I even brought it up to him and he was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm like, all right. I don't think that he's like that well known okay. in the community. No, 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 no. His dad is like legend. Oh, Ari his dad Le is Ari Leyendike Senior is like legend. legend, like one record breaking number of Formula oh, okay. One races or some shit. Like legend. I have to racer. ask him again, but he he I had no idea about that. Also found out a couple days ago that he like regularly watches really old interviews with like people like Orson Welles. Like that's what he does as a hobby on the side. I have to say, one time he was logged into my youtube for a really long time or like i was logged into his in porn no okay <laughs> no it was like really weird like how to videos and weird interviews like not like that weird but i was just no, like it's no there there's it's strange you're like he would yeah he watches tons of how-to videos that cover every topic i don't know what he's attempting to learn and then also interviews with well, the most like, random people like, in the whole world sometimes it's like financial advice and i'm like oh so that's why you were talking about uh, that on tuesday because you learned this from this person on youtube yes correct well the financial no that that's what his that was his graduate oh okay. that's what he no no, no, no i'm talking about in. like invest like you invest oh, like, oh, like yeah. the investment thing that's like, by the YouTube. way by the way that's like his new side thing and he 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 like I told him he needs to just start a business because the amount of friends of money that he just saved a bunch of people in the past like six months is absurd. Wow. Like just simple, basic things that we should be taught in school that we're not. And because uh, he's not like Mr. Like, oh, I'm playing the market here, blah, blah, blah at all. It's just literally just basic things. Facts. And he's so good at it. And now all of our friends are like saving all this money and they're like calling like, oh, my God. I'm like, Evan, you should just do this for work. In fact, this is what you graduated with. Right. So quick question. Why aren't you charging me? <laughs> Straight up. But, you know, oh, well. Anywho, the Chatty Bros interview. I'm excited to listen to all these new things we might find out about him and also Gray. I feel like Gray is kind of a mystery. Not at all. Really? There's not, you don't find out things randomly about him all the time? No, all the time. You know, I do. That's true. Like he'll mention things. Yeah, because Gray tends to talk about like the same like five periods of time in his life and like the same five stories about each period of time in his life. <laughs> so then all of a and sudden you find some out. gaps, you know, so then when you do just a little bit of probing, you're like, what? Wait, where were you? Like, <laughs> yeah. who were you with? Every once in a while, he'll throw out something and I'm like, what? You did what with your life? Like, I'm, I had no idea. Like, yeah, just but he just like, thinks it's not that like he'd rather just talk about the other random thing about his life. That's interesting to him. Yeah. But there's like, lots of. This is so interesting. Like, why haven't why haven't I heard about this? But here's my idea. Yes. This one's about them. So you know what we're gonna have them do on the next episode or the one after, depending on I really want to do the newlyweds game. So it depends yeah. where that we will might have that one up. on our episodes. True. You know. Uh, yeah, that's we'll a good see. point. So one of the next episodes they're going to do, I just made this up right now, is listeners are gonna write in all you guys are gonna ask them questions about us. <gasps> That's so good. Yeah, most because I want to hear someone else talking about me. Yeah, sure. Right? I mean, that's always entertaining. Right? <laughs> um, but also, like, I and I know you and I are probably both going to get pissed because they're probably going to say, like, inaccurate things about us. Oh, I mean, the fact of the matter is this. I'll listen to it and I'll be like, I'll be pacing back and forth and be like, that's not true. Oh. 
but broads. Take a quick pause. Eating healthy. Eating healthy is one yeah. of those things. It's so good on paper, but it's it's hard to execute sometimes, at least in my life. When it comes down to it, no matter how much I want to prioritize healthy eating, it's not always as easy to do when life gets in the way. And one thing that helps me make sure I'm getting nutritious meals, no matter what my day looks like, is Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food, all built on organic fruits, veggies, right to your door. Everything just takes minutes to prepare, so there's no reason I can't eat the way I want to. And can we just talk about the variety for a second? Because mm-hmm. it's actually kind of amazing. They're always like expanding the options that they offer. Offer. Daily Harvest has food options for every meal, every time of day. For breakfast, you've got a variety of smoothies or opals. I had one this morning, uh, a chickpea smoothie, which sounds Ooh. weird. No, really good. I think I know what one you're talking about. I like it. Delish. Vanilla. Anyway, whatever. I don't remember what it's called. For lunch, they've got flatbreads or soups. And for dinner, I love to have one of the Harvest Bowls. They even have plant-based desserts, warm drinks to replace your daily coffee, tons of different snack options, and plant-based milk alternatives. And I love their little snack bite options, too, for my kids. Because I can just chop them. They're really easy. I know they're nutritious, and I can just, like, chop them up, put them in the high chair. Yes, they're delicious, too. Um, And my personal favorite part is everything stores in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. So you'll always have a healthy, nutritious option on hand, even if you're in desperate need of a grocery store run (laughs) they're always there i'm like oh thank god um it would be impossible to pick a favorite for me but i have to say i'm especially loving their new almond milk i've been putting it in my coffee um ember loves it it's a perfect mix of creamy and sweet um without any of the chemical flavor or other non-dairy milks you know can tend to have it is so good you have to try it i will Get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com, enter promo code chatty, and you're going to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code chatty for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. Broads, I can't speak for everyone, but when it comes to most uh, high school sex education I've heard of, it's typically how to prevent pregnancy 101. (laughs) Not one time in any of at least my sex ed classes did I learn about planning for pregnancy, which turns out is more important than just talking about how to avoid it. Uh, Modern Fertility is the at-home fertility test that was designed to help give you all of the information you need to plan your present and future, no matter if you want kids or not. So important. I wish I had learned how to actually understand information about my fertility and how to use that info to make decisions. I mm. um, was not armed with that knowledge. But modern fertility is the easiest and most affordable way to test your fertility at home with just a simple finger prick. And after you take the test, you can mail it back with a prepaid label. And within 10 days, you're going to have your personalized results. The amount of detail is amazing. Truly, you'll get the same information that used to require an in-office doctor's visit for a fraction of the cost. Uh, Modern Fertility sheds light on your egg count, hormone levels, and so many other factors that you'll want to know. You even have the option to talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to go over your results and discuss your next steps. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash chatty. That means your test is only going to cost $139 instead of the hundreds or even thousands it could cost at the doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash chatty. That's modernfertility.com slash chatty. Yeah, I was listening to... I don't even remember what episode of theirs where, yeah, they were going off on something that was just like not, was just inaccurate. About you? No, just about something. Oh, about something, yeah. And (laughs) I was just like, you have the facts wrong. (laughs) 
You are incorrect. Oh yeah. Or you're talking about like if he's retelling a story or something. Yeah. I'm always oh. kind of like, sometimes he'll, he'll say certain things about a story and I and guess you're it's like, his Where perspective. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Oh, like, yeah. like that is like your perspective. Oh, what I feel happened? That like, like that like, is not what happened at all. You need my side of this to tell the story completely. Sir. Or like his perspective of what he did in that situation. Yes. And you're like, I'm just like, um, excuse me. My guy, you did not fight that man in the parking lot. You like yelled a couple words before hopping in the car and driving away. That is, those are facts <laughs> on facts. I'm just like, yeah, the, the, the tough stories. I'm always just like, listen, you might be tall and broad, but you are that of a dove inside. So don't even try to act like you're super tough. Everybody's always like, Evan's intimidating. I'm like, he is the most just like gentle, would not ever raise his voice type person ever. Uh, really? No, no. I've never seen him ever raise his voice. I actually wouldn't expect that. I would actually expect him to be kind of combative in certain situations. Mm-hmm. I know because that's what he, how he presents. Right. And he's not at all. He's literally just like <laughs> whenever there's a whenever there's a situation whenever there's a situation about like like a confrontive situation, yeah. like a truly confrontive situation. Yeah. Now when we're debating fun topics, he's combative and he likes to yeah. T- yeah, to spar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An actual situation like this I'm always waiting for him. I'm like, yeah, you you tell you tell them. Like even for the confrontation with the family, I'm like, oh yeah, you say it how it is right now. You say you said you're gonna go in and you're gonna spill that tea and you're gonna tell him how it is. And he's kind of like, listen, guys, I totally get your point. And honestly, <laughs> like I was gonna say that, but now that I think about it, like yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like we talked about this. I don't want to be the bad guy again. And then I have to come in and be like, that is not previously what we were discussing. Oh, yeah. He gets he becomes just this little he's just like a turtle dove. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I have to I have to give great credit because he does always make stories about these confrontations. And you're always kind of like, all right, was this really what it's like? This dude is he is looking for a fight. I think we've talked <laughs> about really? this before, but he is looking for the opportunity. Oh, my God. Like when I told him. It, so. I talked about it on Instagram, but the other day, some teenage dude grabbed my fucking ass when I was with the kids. I'm so We sorry. don't have to go into I, it. I, but I, I still can't believe, like... The most infuriating oh, thing is I couldn't do anything in the situation because the kids were there. Anyway, yeah. Gray was like, I'm going to sit with a lawn chair, like, on the corner and just wait for him to come by so I can just tackle it. And I'm like, don't do that. You're going to get some charges put on your record. Don't do that. But he would. This dude... When we're like, it drives me fucking bananas when we're going through like tsa or something you know oh no yeah does he try to like this no it's like when okay so sometimes like (sighs) this happened recent like several months ago when you're going through tsa and you know the dude was like there's three you know and they're like there's three open spots here yeah they can't see behind the table that we're trying to wrangle two small children to get them out of their car seats you know and through tsa they're like there's three small children here and me my reaction is just kind of like yes sir i know i'm dealing with my children right now like kind of like passive aggressive but there's also no need to escalate it gray is the type of person you know who was like i fucking heard you (laughs) like i fucking heard you the first time oh my god it happened twice on this trip first tsa then we're getting on the bus you know to go to the the shuttle to parking or wherever wherever the fuck we're going and the guy is like you know, you're supposed to stay six feet apart because of COVID, you know? And the guy's like, everyone push like to the back of the bus. There's yeah. tons of people. And Gray's like, what? You get to sit behind your little glass shield in the front and we have to all like crowd in like sardines in the back. And I'm just like, 
stop and then it gets even more awkward because then i'm like stop and then he's like i won't stop you know (laughs) i will not stop he's like stop this is not okay you know that he's fighting with me me. (laughs) don't censor me and then every and then everyone and then everyone on the bus is just like and then I'm like, and then I'm like, you're making everyone uncomfortable, you know. And, and then, then everyone who knows your mind, he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> quick photo, just iPhone up, just <laughs> and record. Boop boop. <laughs> oh man, that is so funny. I did. I see. I would have never guessed that about him. He's so like. He that I would have never thought that about him. I think he wants be, opportunities to take think, out his aggression. I, I think he'd be super just like, oh, don't worry about it. You're fine. Like just because he's so that like energy. He's just like like low. I mean, energy. I guess maybe with friends, but yeah, if there's an opportunity to fight somebody that is so like in the funny. water and surfing, I guess like it's yeah, surfers very, are not chill. No, at no. all. They're mean, yeah. and that's why I will never take up surfing. It's literally I'm terrified of the ocean, but also I just swim out <laughs> with like a thing of flowers and like hand it. Yeah. May, may I enter your water? I mean, they're like me. Yeah, and even yeah. if you're a cute girl, it's they're kind of super like get the protective. fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to. T- they don't want you to take that wave. Take that wave. That too. <laughs> so Gray will literally when we're walking back up from the beach, he'll be like mad dogging the dudes that are like standing by the stairs, and will literally be like. <laughs> He's like posturing. And I'm like, stop looking at them. Stop. Legit. And he'll, he'll be like, fight me. Like, what the fuck are you? Fight me then, pussy. You said you would fight me. Now do it. Like, Legit. I'm like, stop. We were at the beach a couple days ago. And because of the COVID times, like everyone obviously has their space. And they're like trying to, you know, we're in an area where we're trying to like stay spread out from everyone. And we also, got. Also, on COVID times, who the fuck wants to sit two feet away from someone at the beach? It's like if How the beach you? is not, if people aren't packed not in, like, come on, give me my give space. It. But we were, you know, trying to spread out and we got in between these two people. But there were, there was like this towel that was kind of in the middle, but it was a single oh. towel and it looked like it was with the other party. Right. But we just wanted to be cautious. So that was the nice spot that was like open. So we planted our things there. And after about two hours, this couple comes out of the water and that's their towel. And they had been in that spot kind of where we were. So then they were very close to us. But it's just one of their towels on the rock. We know how beach protocol is, right? I'm like, you need to put it, lay it on the sand. And so, but they walk up and Evan, his initial thing is, you know, Ember's sitting there eating her snacks and Evan looks at me and he goes, oh my God. And he's like irritated where he's like, oh my God, like this space like they're like so in our space and like they they're they're probably irritated that like when we're now you know we're sitting here but like they put their fucking shit on a rock and like now they're coming up and they're all in our grill and he's like irritated he steps back with his big old beach hat on and he then goes hey guys are we in your way like we can totally move if you need to and and let me explain something to you about him in that moment his mind changes. It's not even like, a, oh, I'm scared. He has no problem. His mind changes. He all of a sudden makes eye contact with them and is like, oh, they're, they're a nice people. older they couple. They want to enjoy their yeah. beach time and then he's too. Like, Are we in your guys' swim? They're like, oh no, it's no big deal. We're gonna just go up a little higher on these rocks. And then he comes back to me. He's like, what a nice couple. And I'm like, what the? You got you took me on a ride. I was all of a sudden feeling, like, yeah, they shouldn't be that close to us. Shoo, get out of here. <laughs> and then he's just like, oh, they're gonna move for us because the kid. And wow, what lovely people. Oh, look at them. They're so romantic look at you can tell they're in love and i'm like what is going on right now <laughs> that is so funny okay so where do you stand 
Um, I am my father's daughter, um, which means that I have weird reactions to certain things. So my dad is super, you know, his Irish spirit. He is he is a feisty one, my dad. And he um, when people are too close to him, my dad is like will snap. And it's it used to always really embarrass me as a kid that my dad would be super vocal. Um, but now as an adult, I am also very vocal. So if you're then this is before COVID times. If you're in my space, I will turn around and be like, do you mind backing up a little bit? Because I'm like, why are you are breathing down my throat? <gasps> right I can't now. see. I can't do that. That's kind of the only thing that I'll like that I'll typically speak into. Which good for you. Because I'm just like, hey, this is so awkward. There's plenty of space. There's no need. And especially now during the COVID times, I'm like, excuse me. Right. We're all very aware of each other's right. space. And somehow your body is touching my body right. and I don't like it. <laughs> so please give me space. Also, um, my dad. See, I would just sit there and be like so mad and then talk about it on Instagram later. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm, I mean... Good for you. But there's it's 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 really that it's just that and then also take after my dad when he sees something happening that like isn't cool. Yeah. He will insert himself and yeah. I will also do that. Yeah. So if he sees someone speaking to someone yes. in the service industry poorly, he will go up to them and be like, "Hey, what the fuck's your problem?" <laughs> And again, it used to embarrass me, but now I'll be like, excuse me, you can't talk to someone that way. And I'll insert myself. Yeah, I'll do it in a way more passive way where I'll just be like, you'll sign a note. (laughs) (laughs) Pass it. No, no, I'll do the thing. And I've done it before, like at the incidentally at the airport. That's why I also like I get actually I hate when Grayson picks fights with that because I'm like what I told him after both of those situations actually is I'm like, do you know how many assholes these people at the airport have to deal with every day? Like, do you know how many times they've been screamed at or yelled at when they're just trying to do their job? Yeah. So, like, they are probably coming from a place of having people attack them all the time. So they're always on the offense, you know? And and being nice goes a long way. That's what I said. So I was like, I talked to, I had an actual conversation with Gray after where I'm like, I understand your frustration, but you need to know where they're coming from. And if people just ignoring them, not listening to them, screaming at them, yelling at them, Mm -hmm. just be nice back to them. Like that would make your day if you were in that industry and someone was just like, thank you. Like, hope you have a lovely day. That's going to make a difference because everyone's a fucking asshole when they're traveling. So I, I have a question for you. What? Oh no, you you were gonna answer. Oh no, how you I was respond. just gonna say like I've actually incidentally spoken up at the airport when someone's treating like the the um the lady at the counter, you know, wrong. Where I was just like, I I I just remember, I was like eighteen too, like alone traveling, and I remember just being like, you need to chill out. And the guy was like, what'd you say? You know, and I'm like, you need to calm down. There's like, you don't need to, this. This is very unnecessary, girl. I see red. Like, do you remember that show? Uh, actually, the boys talked about it in one of their Chatty Bros episode the other day, and I was laughing so hard because I'm like, I used to be obsessed. Uh, John Kionis, what would you do? Remember that show? V- I Vaguely, I didn't really watch it. So but... it was literally like they'd set right, up right, scenarios so, yeah, yeah. like that and then see who would speak, sta- up. Sp- speak up. And I always was so baffled. And not to t- I'm not tooting my own horn. Right. Because I, no, I get it. Because I get I, it. there's plenty of times I'm sure that I did not speak up and I should have. But I'm always so shocked at some of these situations that are where no one is saying anything. And I'm like, how in the world is Look, wrong with all of I'm you? I'm not going to lie. Um, 
I'm one who likes drama, a little bit of drama. Maybe so that's I have to what say, it is. I, I kind of crave and seek out these experiences. <laughs> You're you know? literally looking for Like, you know, I'm ready to have to throw some spice into my day. So if yeah. I do see someone acting out something, a scene is taking place, you better believe I'm like, is there any way that this can involve me or that I can help or speak up to get myself involved in this scenario? Understood. You know? Understood. Now, off topic, and then we'll actually get into yeah. things, but I like these conversations better. Right. <laughs> Same. Wait, you're going to say, am I the person? Yeah. No, are you the type of person when, okay, when you want to go on vacation, and yeah. I'm not talking about like, well, actually, you can include the kids okay. too. So whether it be just like you and Gray, romantic, friend, vacation, kids, do you talk with other people? Like if you're by the pool and you're like at a hotel in Hawaii and there's an, a, some people sitting next to you that you don't know, do you engage with them? Absolutely 100% dependent on my mood. Okay, And this applies in every situation, whether I'm in line at the grocery store, in an Uber, like you said, on vacation at the okay. pool. It is 100% dependent on what I've eaten for breakfast, what I've been doing. You know, it's just like, it's my yeah. mood. It's my mood. Because sometimes I am here to make friends and influence people. <laughs> I am here to chat it up exchange numbers sure sure and other times i'm like it could be the kindest person next to me and i'm like with peace and love i don't want to talk to you understood and it is unpredictable as many things in my life are is gray does he have a specific go-to <laughs> i have a feeling that evan and gray are similar in this Actually, way it, it's, he surprises me sometimes with when he doesn't want to talk to people. Okay. Like I remember we were in Uber in one t one time, and like every time the Uber driver would like say something, Gray was kind of like giving answers that were sort of ending the conversation, okay. like not in a rude way, but just kind of no, like, but like, but yeah, like yeah, not... it's like Gray was just like yeah, totally, mm -hmm. instead of like prompting a further conversation, which he is can do, and I was the one that was like, oh my god, well what about <laughs> this, you know? So sometimes Gray's just not in the mood to chat, but I would say eighty percent of the time. Mm -hmm. You know, let's, yeah, let's, let's solve the problems of the world. Let's get to know, like, what are your siblings like? Uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. uh, where, where are you from? How would you pass the time when you were a child in your neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I can tell you that 90% of the time when Evan and I go away alone together, at some point we will go out to dinner with a couple that we met. This is why people always assume you're swingers. That's probably why what else it are is. you initiating conversation <laughs> with other couples on vacation? I'm not. <laughs> you best believe I'm not. I am not. Now, see, everyone's thinking that Evan's the one that's the initiator in your guys' swinger relationship. Oh, no, no. Yeah, it's, that's probably you what it is. Shut the fuck up. You go out to dinner with someone you've met on vacation? I, I, I'm, this is. Every single time. And it again is, this is why Evan to me, and I think this is why I will forever be attracted to him because he confuses me every day and every day is a mystery. And I'm always just like, who the fuck are you? Uh -huh. And it keeps me excited. He is so not the type of personality that I would think would be like super friendly and like want to talk to random people because he's very just close with his small group uh -huh. of friends. When we go on vacation, something happens to the man or like if we go out to dinner and I will look, I will the second we sit down for a dinner, I will see him look up and I'll be like, don't you dare say anything. I'm going to I'm we are. No, I just want to talk to you. I don't want to engage with people right now. I'm feeling introverted. Stop. Stop. And he'll just be like. I have to say something. <laughs>
<laughs> like, just shut up. <laughs> Don't say anything. He will always engage with people unless I'm specifically like, hey, babe, I like, please don't. Yeah. I really am not in the mood because normally when I go on vacation, I'm kind of like, that's when I get into introvert mood. I'm checking out. I kind of just want to be either just alone with him or just alone by myself and read for like hours and just not really engage. You also have an idea, or at least the way I am, I have an idea of how I want the vacation to go. Yeah. So don't talk to anyone and throw a wrench in my plans. Yeah, I'm like, I have these specific plans for us at this dinner. It's going to be romantic or like whatever. And then I was thinking I was going to read this book all afternoon. I was thinking we might go take a nap around three, yeah, you know, like that and, kind of thing. And now you are at the bar with a couple random people doing a bunch of shots and like, well, now I'm not going to be the idea. I get FOMO. So now I'm over there. Oh. And now, you know, here we are and we're drunk and it's three and I was going to take a nap. But now i guess now i'm partying taking a, nap in a couple hours i mean i know he 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 can't not engage and he always just wants to like he just wants to chat it up with people and he's always just been so interested in getting to know all these people but he's not that way when it comes to like if we would go to a party in la to try to net- network network he's like i can't talk to any of these people He's like, I can't small talk. I hate small talk. And then we go on vacation and he wants to small talk with everybody. This, see, actually, so this is interesting because they, Grayson and, and Evan are fundamentally different in the opposite way. Okay. Grayson, when it comes to business, work, any of those interests of his, um, we cannot go to a single goddamn restaurant, <laughs> shop, barbershop, anywhere in fucking Long Beach. Without him being like, hey, we should collab. Like, oh my God. The man, yeah, he just like wants to talk about business stuff and network. He, he is. And he'll just go about that. But then. And also, I am very paranoid in those kind of situations about other people's vibes. So if I'm there, I am riddled with anxiety where I'm like, babe, no, they don't want to work with you. Like, uh, uh, and maybe they do. Maybe I'm like yeah. over analyzing the situation, but it gives me anxiety to no end see i feel that way when it comes to like we're bugging them right i'm like oh my god evan like just leave this this couple alone they're just trying right. to have a nice romantic time because i'm putting myself in the situation i'm like i wouldn't want to be talking right now when i'm away from my kids for a few hours for sure for sure that's i feel that way too um so that's why i have no problem i never feel self-conscious talking to someone in line for something oh, in no. an uber any mm-hmm. of those places but you're right i do feel self-conscious if like someone's at their job if someone's on a date if and then i'm like just what i've started to do i mean gosh it's been a long time because it's been a long time since we've had like a vacation opportunity like this but what i was starting to do and it was honestly like personal self-practice for me is that i used to be really self-conscious then when we would go places that if evan engaged that I had to also then be the engaging right. wife because I didn't want to be like you, wanna, you have to match the energy. Yeah, I'd be like oh, that guy, he, that, that that sweet boy over there. He's so nice, but his wife, gosh, she's so cold. Right. Because then I wouldn't be right. engaging. Now right. I go. You know what? Doesn't matter what people think about me, and I'll be like Evan. If you want to go off and talk to somebody for the next two hours, I'm sitting by myself with my drink and a book and every once in a while I'll see you guys pointing at me and I'll do a little nod and I'm not coming over. Oh yeah. I've been doing that the whole damn time. I am too exhausted to try to keep up with that man's energy in those conversations. I'm like, yeah, they're going to think I'm some weird ass, like introverted, whatever. I don't, I don't give a, I won't. It's fine if they know I don't give a fuck about them or their conversation. Facts. 
It took me a long time to learn this. And now I finally am. And now I'm like, go off. You go off and be a little social butterfly. But you know what? I actually like being the other, the opposite one, because then I think that the people might think better of us because I'm the one that's like, honey, leave them alone. They just want to enjoy. So then they don't feel like we're annoying as a couple. Because if I'm trying to match his energy, then we're just Just, awful to be around. Right. Yeah, yeah, Then if I'm the one just being like, (laughs) and I'm making faces, you know, like, (sighs) yeah, you know. So we sorry. get it. He just you know loves he to is. talk. He is just big chatty. Hasn't cat. been out of the house for chatty a while. Cat. Yeah, exactly. Then I feel like you know, in my mind, in my imagination, the uh-huh. couple is like, what a nice couple. Yeah. Well, sometimes that ends up being like I'm that couple, and then they end up coming out you to have dinner. A gi- with you us. have a giant hat and sunglasses. You're like, I. <laughs> that's your version of being the other one in the couple. You're like. Not smiling. Every just time like you look at me, wave. I just put my hand up. No, I don't even <laughs> wave. I'm like, no. <laughs> Please don't even look at me. They're like, does she speak? Like, <laughs> yeah. No oh, I'm blowing so, glass. I'm so sorry. I'm so Lula sorry about Santo. my wife. I'm so sorry about my wife. She, yeah, she she thinks very little of everyone else. So <laughs> she won't engage with anybody else. I really wish I could be fluent in another language so that I could just like pretend not to speak English sometimes. But the problem is, is that like in California, there's so many people who speak other languages. The You know, the worst oh, thing is when someone's out. like... Oh my god! Ah, you oh, speak Portuguese too. My sweet, my sweet Nana, legit, just turns her hearing aid off. She's like, she tells me, my Nana is the biggest introvert ever, and she loves to be around people, but doesn't like to talk. She just likes to watch, and mm-hmm. so she just turns her hearing aid off. Fantastic. And then is just like, no, I don't want to engage, huh? Yeah, and she'll just be huh? like, I can't, I can't hear you, and I'm like, I see her across the room, I'm like, I see you, Nana. <laughs> You're just trying to not, you don't want to, you don't want to, oops. <laughs> not supposed to actually bring up real families' names. <laughs> you don't want him to come over and bother you and talk your ear off for the next 30 hours. Understandable. Anyways, can I tell you one quick story really fast before Absolutely. then we get into these ads and also Bachelor content, etc. Yeah. Um, I heard from my mom a couple days ago, my sweet Nana. So she's like 91 Uh and she has a little, uh, like necklace button that when she pushes the, uh, life alert. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you know, the ambulance shows up and I can't get up. Exactly. Exactly. So apparently she, she likes to sunbathe every afternoon. So she puts on her little leopard bikini Love it. and she lays out and just sprawls out and a couple of days ago, my mom gets a call and it's like, it's the ambulance. They're like, you know, your mother just hit this button and it happens sometimes. So my mom's kind of like, she lives two seconds right. from my mom. She's like, okay, hold on. Like I'm, I'm going over there too. Within minutes, my mom and also the paramedics are over there. And my mom said, there's a group of paramedics standing outside <gasps> just trying not to laugh because Nana is out there sunbathing that 91, 92-year-old woman in her leopard bikini. And at one point, she was, was laying on her stomach, and then she turned on her yep. back to ro- to sun the Taz, flipped that necklace behind her, and it hit behind her back and went off. And they come, all the, all the paramedics show up, and this woman's just sprawled out in that leopard bikini, tits out, <laughs> sunbathing. Love. Love. And you're just like, hello, boys. <laughs> well, hello there, Mrs. Doubtfire voice. <laughs> hello. I was just like, what a legend. What a legend. You know what? And I bet that that really made their day because they're like, wow, great. We didn't have to find a Correct. Yes. The and they're like, here's this woman who is in her Living 90s. Her best life. She is sunning. She is wearing a leopard. Yeah. She is just. I bet that was. Uh, she's just a 
two two legs and some a big pair of boobs. That's just what she is. I bet that just made their day. I think she also thought that it made their day. Yeah. I called her later and I was like, Nana, I heard what happened. She goes, Ooh, they loved me. And I'm like, okay, Nana. Single, ready to mingle. I see you. Love, love. <laughs> Anywho, legendary Nana. Ugh. Um, okay, Broads. Well, we all know the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover, right? Well, the same goes for wine. Do not, I repeat, do not judge a wine by its label. I've made the mistake too many times to count, by the way, that I mosey to a local grocery store wanting a bottle for the evening. Have no idea what any of the grapes or names mean. Pick something based on a label and Broads. 99% of the time, I am not a fan of the wine. Okay, don't get me <laughs> wrong. I'll still have it, but it doesn't taste how I really want it to. Um, and instead of turning wine shopping into a just guessing game let first leaf wine club do all the choosing for you um based on my experience with them they really never miss well that probably has to do something with the fact that unlike every other wine club first leaf uses an algorithm in parallel with your feedback to curate each shipment so the whole experience is super personalized you can change the subscription at any time too the wines come right to your door and honestly i've learned so much about wine in the process i'm a sommelier now guys Mm -hmm. i've been trying and loving things i would have never picked up in a grocery store so that's all always fun same honestly i had no idea i didn't know that i liked reds okay i never thought i liked reds well turns out i've spent my whole life drinking the wrong reds for me like not my type who knew i love that with first leaf i always have these bottles on hand i learn more about wine i get to you know expand my taste buds um you just never know when you're going to want to have that little celebration drink um pair it with a nice meal and thanks to first leaf i'm no longer subject to subject to walking around the grocery store picking a bottle based on the label only to be disappointed now i love all the wines i am trying and drinking good 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 discover new wine like a vip by becoming a first leaf member join today and you're going to get six bottles of wine for 29.95 and free shipping just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty that's six bottles of wine for 29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty Well, when the weather starts to get warmer and the days start to get longer, I always look for little ways to refresh my home, whether that's a new rug in the kitchen, a new reading chair in the corner of my bedroom, or maybe just some new tabletop accessories. Uh, Spring to me just goes hand in hand with livening up my living space. And you already know Becca and I find the best home decor and furniture on our favorite site, Article. Oh my God, they've got so much cute stuff in right now. So cute. Article combines the ease of online shopping with the curation of a boutique furniture store, and that alone is amazing. But you guys, the quality and the design of Article pieces, oh. insane. And because Article cuts out the middleman by eliminating showrooms and salespeople, you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices and markups for the same high-quality pieces you would expect at a boutique furniture store. So get all the good stuff for less of the price. Plus all in stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. There's free shipping on all orders over $999. And they have a super simple 30 day return policy. If you need to exchange or return any items. And if you need a little help in the design department, Article is going to be your new best friend. The team of designers at Article is dedicated to just a few beautifully curated aesthetics like mid-century, Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian. Bohemian. Uh, This makes it so easy to find pieces that match or complement each other. I'm 
obsessed with the pops of jewel tones featured in their newest collection it's impossible to f- pick a favorite piece there are so many good ones articles offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more go to article.com slash chatty and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout that's article.com slash chatty you're gonna get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more all right, so let's talk some news, B. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk some praise news. Praise report. Praise report. Are we talking about the David Dobrik praise report? Yes, we're going to start there. Okay. So first and foremost, Broads, before we dive into this topic, we let you know ahead of time on the last yes. episode we got into this. In fact, if you haven't listened to our last episode, um, we talked about this situation for maybe an hour. Um, we get into a lot of detail, but again, this is covering a sexual assault case. Mm. Um, so just uh, a warning for that before diving into this conversation. Um, but David Dobrik has been demonetized at least temporarily by YouTube. I know the temporarily, I, I just saw the demonetized and I was like, Oh yeah. Oh. And then I saw the temporarily and I was a little sad. Hopefully it's long term, but at least it's temper. Like at least they, they, made somewhat of an effort to currently demonetize him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's something. It's a statement for sure. It's a statement. It's is, a statement. Is what's his name still demonetized? Shane? I don't know, actually. I know that, yeah, I know that Shane at least had been demonetized. But this is good because so much of his passive income, David Dobrik's, was coming from YouTube monetization. Also, Tons of passive. Did you know? Did you hear on H3 that he's now uploading all of them onto Facebook? Broads. And getting like just the same amount of views and probably so, same advertiser. So David David Dobrik, and we'll get into this in, in a second, but David Dobrik, literally the night we put out the episode, he then at like 1 a.m. Okay, yeah. dropped his second apology video where he's like, you know, actually talking about more what happened. Um, but by the way, he does this apology video and then starts taking down like thousands and thousands of his of his uh vlogs and then starts re-uploading them onto facebook so it's like mm, interesting you literally in your second apology video and you said that you were time. taking time away from social media oh what you got to pay for your 25 million dollar house mortgage or something you have life to pay must for be your so hawaiian for you. punch water fountain in your living room come on who wants that that's probably sponsored anyway. Can you imagine what the pipes look like in that? The tubes That's are probably dis- just corroded. A wine punch fountain. The bugs like stuck oh inside it. Oh my God. The ant problem you'd think you'd have. Truly. There's a lot of ants in LA too. Hmm. But uh, yeah. So, okay. So you're taking a step away from social media, which what means you removing things from YouTube to not incriminate yourself and then re-uploading them onto Which Facebook. Different, just a different platform. Huh. Same platform. Now, what I'm very interested about, too, is to see because he said that he's taking a step away for a short period of time from social media because he loves what he does. Oh, shut the fuck <sighs> up. And and he I'm curious how long he'll take a step away from his podcast, because does he consider that social media? I'm wondering know. if like in two weeks he'll be back on his podcast. But again. YouTube did demonetize his all of his channels, mm-hmm. including his podcast. But one. his podcast, you know. They just recently started uploading videos on for his podcast. Okay, so it's for all years, been, it's all been on the podcast app for for years before it was just audio on the podcast app. Uh-huh. No sponsors are going to do anything with him for the next like year no, or two. No, but he has. But that's the thing too. When we talk about David Dobrik money, 
David had all of his vlogs, all of his brand partnerships, all of the apps that he owned and was part of on top of the fact that his podcast with Jason is one of the top, like top podcasts always for the past like four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's getting tons of downloads, making a lot of money from that because it's so big. He also had his app, which I guess he stepped down from. But do you think he's probably making income from that? Passive income? I don't know. But I'm sure he has a lot of, I mean. uh, I know a bunch of investors pulled out of the app though. So like, let's see. So that he's probably not making much. I mean, who knows if he's still has, is getting income from that. But then, yeah, he's not going to get any sponsors on Instagram. He's not going to get any sponsors on YouTube. He's not going to get any sponsors on his podcast Mm -mm. the next year or two. So it's all going to just come down from ad revenue from um, like Facebook now, I guess. Yeah. And I guess it's probably still a decent amount. I was hearing someone talking recently about how Facebook is like where they make the mass majority of their money. There's this weird like sub audience that's huge that like blows up videos on Facebook that like you think you'd be making all your money via YouTube. But actually, like I know someone who crushes it monetarily on on Facebook. So when are we switching our podcast? So we're fully off YouTube. (laughs) I mean, what's the deal with that, though? That's just weird. I don't I think Other countries. Maybe. I, I don't know specifically what it is. I would imagine it's just a different platform. I heard that clips are what does really well on on Facebook more so. Because they can get just circulated. I guess you can't like share. You don't really right. share. So YouTube people share videos, stuff like, like crazy on Facebook. So something like a David David Dobrik vlogs, they're really like they're four to eight minutes. So it's yeah. like those are almost clip like versus, you know, an entire podcast. It's like, you know, two hours not getting oh. shared so frequently props. But I, I don't know that his I hated. I mean, I know oh, a yeah, lot of people are giving him props for his apology. T- tell us, tell us your thoughts about his apology. Well, one of the biggest things to me is that he, like, one of the biggest red flags to me was that he like claimed he didn't air quotes didn't know what was going on in that room, and or like he just didn't know what happened. I'm like, that's bullshit. You had footage. On your camera, because you vlog everything, you had footage of this girl being blacked out. When we, it's the stuff we talked about last week. But like, you had all that footage. Don't talk about you don't know what happened in that room. You're young. You're smart. You know that when someone is incapacitated from alcohol, that means that they can't give consent. And so not only did you turn a blind eye, you were actively filming, being all up in there involved. This is also after, by the way, Dom, his best friend, who he would always talk about what a sleazebag he was. This is after he had already had people come forward and yes, and say that he had assaulted them and David was aware of it. And so then you knowingly put other women in this circumstance and set this up. By the way, I got two message, two DMs that I saw. I wasn't on my DMs all day when I posted about David Dobrik of people being like, my friend was assaulted by Dom and like, but didn't come forward with anything. So it's like if that many... Oh, give me a fucking break. David knew full well that there were many allegations out there about his friend. And like he said in the apology, like, I didn't want to believe that like that my good friend, whatever. And it's like, yeah, this is the whole issue. And someone else pointed out in my DMs. It was like they heard from somewhere and I've heard this somewhere, too. Like every woman knows a survivor or is one themselves. Yes. But how many dudes know? Wow. Yeah. Someone who's a sexual assaulter, uh, predator, whatever you want to call it, rapist, 
And so it's like, it's the dudes, it's like a David is like the perfect example of that toxic culture of just like, mm-hmm. you don't want to believe it. You don't want to hold your friend accountable. You don't want to speak up when you see that there's a girl who is drunk going into his room. No, you are the person that needs to step in like, ugh. and and I hate this of like, oh, I can't, I don't want to speak for them. No, you need to speak for them. Yes. You're you need in the position to speak of for power. Them. Yes. Correct. And I was just so yes to everything you're saying. And then also in his in his second apology, he said that he knew things were I don't even remember what word he used regarding Dom. It wasn't strong enough. That's for sure. But not good with Dom. It was like something like something was not right. Yeah. And it was just like, okay. And he's like, I knew things like weren't weren't good happening with Dom. So I I cut off our relationship and I stopped or he said I stopped filming with him Yes, he used specifically legal talk of like legal talk. Didn't they bring this up on H three? I think where yes, it was like, yep. And they said they and he basically was saying like, uh, you know, and and what you then see is that he's like after this date, I cut off ties, uh, video wise with Dom. Blah blah I blah. Stop filming blah. with him. Yeah, stop filming with that's him. That's what he said. And you're like, okay, cool. Well, guess what? Maybe you didn't include him in any of your vlogs, but here is plenty of video footage with you very recently in Dom's vlog supporting his tours partying with young women so I don't want to hear that bullshit of like okay so cool stop filming with him oh no it's like you started getting flack and you were worried about yourself getting hurt monetarily so then you stop including him in your vlogs right you're you're scared for yourself so you stop including him but you that but, but you did you not continue. distance the relationship at all. No. You're still hanging. He's kicking it with the boys still. So don't act like do Even this whole thing rapist. of like, I've yeah, cut him out up. and blah, blah, blah. Up. It's like, no, dude, come on. Like you were just worried about your own brand. That's it. And so the girl, like one of the girls who'd been assaulted by Dom had come forward on YouTube and like got completely just thrashed by the internet. Um, the girl who was assaulted by Dom that specific night, like text him and Dom responded back like, K like, and then the video was removed off David's channel. Like David knew about all this stuff. Didn't address it. Like you were saying, just stopped filming with him. He doesn't, I think he, I, I, I actually think he's a sociopath. I will tell you what I, (sighs) Because he does literally does not care except about his career. That is the only thing he cares about. See, that's that's the thing. I was when I I was in so much shock. B when I saw that all of a sudden it was like one a.m. and it was like David Dobrik apology second apology video came out, and I within an hour I saw it within the first hour that it had dropped and already the amount of likes ratio to dislikes insane. It was like it was one hour in and it was like two hundred k likes to a thousand dislikes and then it just kept getting more and more wild i haven't checked it recently so now maybe with more backlash it's a little more evened out but i I doubt it too i couldn't believe it i was just like and every single comment and by the way littered with blue check marks just all these other famous people being like we so appreciate you david horrible look how embarrassing it was just like thank you so much this is the right way to apology thank you thank you thank you and it was just like First of all, is it your place to accept the apology? I don't know. I don't know because I'm not sure what you're if you are a survivor. But like the fact that there is just like there's. I couldn't. When you watch the first apology, apology. like we're just talking objectively, I didn't think it was that great of an apology. If it would have been the first one. Right. I would have been like, I still had some (sighs) issues with it, but like, you know, I it was like at least way more clear about 
what the apology was in reference What's to. What's the Maya Angelou quote or whatever? It's like believe someone like the first time, basically. Like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like when someone shows who they are or whatever, like. And what people were saying is, so he drops the the first apology, which is a two-minute apology, which was so like. No, you don't, can't even call it an apology. You can't apology. even call it an apology. He was basically just like, I recognize Let's what's talk. going on and, uh, uh, you know, I've made some mistakes, but, you know, I've changed and moving forward, like, we're going to continue to do better. I love what I do. That, that was literally what it was. Um, and love making people smile, making people happy. And then the second apology came out and now he's getting all this praise. Like, wow, look at he's been he's been really shifting his life around and he's really been working on blah, blah. Let's not forget that apology came out and that this is another thing they talked about on H3 with Trish and uh, Trish and Ethan. They were saying that let's not forget that like the day before Oh my God, David literally. dropped this apology. David's personal lawyers were in Trisha's uh, in Trisha's uh, emails and in the survivors' emails, talking about lawsuits and threatening if they keep talking. Does that sound like someone who's apologetic? Come on! And then all of a sudden, not to mention all his little cronies who were def- making defensive yep. videos beforehand, which included like, actual statements from right. him in them. What? Th- and then you hop on an apology video and go like, I've been changing for so oh, long now. And, I've, and you're like, uh, I'm pretty sure five hours ago you were using your friends to get your agenda out there and you had your lawyers. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure this is a desperate PR grab. I mean, yeah, all of a sudden you didn't think that you were actually going to start losing sponsors from this because I think there's been so many times that he that things have been brought up <laughs> against him and he's able to kind of do this little one <laughs> one second apology and be like, oh, my bad, shouldn't have said that. And then everyone moves forward that he's probably just used to being able to do that. And so, oh, I think this is I figured this would go away if I didn't if, you know, I just kind of let it lie. It just seems like everything is so rehearsed to me. That's why I say he seems like a sociopath. He seems like someone who's like picking up like with the tears sitting on the floor. It's like I bet he watched several apology videos and it's like, oh, so this is what people respond well to. So I'm going to copy this. Even his laugh videos on <laughs> when no one else is laughing in the videos. Like I'm like, yeah. you are just literally copying behavior that is working for you for your career. It's so weird. I don't know if it was on H3 or if it was another podcast I was listening to, but someone said that they noticed that he specifically filmed in someone's apartment to make his surroundings look more humble and small. Versus his own home that's like sprawling and super modern like, and this crazy. is more relatable. Yeah. Yes. So he's like on the floor in like a small apartment. <gasps> oh, for that apology video. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was I watched someone who's like a behavior analysis, like uh, go over both apologies and like read his the way his eyes moved and like his behavior and everything. And the person who... Uh, is this like behavioral analysis was saying like in this second video, you do see like genuine fear and sadness, but then it's associated (laughs) with the fear of losing losing everything. And he's like, you have to compare his first apology. You have to. Yes. Where he said arrogance, the arrogance is all Mm -hmm. still there. Mm -hmm. Like I've got my, I've got my audience. I've got my followers. I'm unstoppable, which like Jess was sending me clips. It's oh, like the reason that he really thinks, heated this the weekend. reason that he thinks he's unstoppable is because he's done like the the shit that he's done. Like a lot of it is, a lot of it's like, I wouldn't say I wouldn't go so far as to say subtle, but a lot of it is not like super obvious 
stuff. But it, when you like kind of compile everything, it's like, oh my God. So yeah, why don't you tell about like just briefly about Well, I also think there is something to be said too about the fact that when he does like his vlogs, for instance, like I said, you know what, they're like four to eight minutes long and it's like a week's long week's worth of events chopped up into quick little two second clips. So all of a sudden something will hit you that is like, that's not OK. But then in two seconds later, it's a different scenario. So it's almost like sometimes when you're watching it, especially for young minds that are still developing they're seeing these things that are really terrible sandwiched in between like two positive things, which is scary totally. to me. I agree. That's you know? That has like a serious psychological effect. Totally. And it's also like if this person is doing these things and this is by default of it just being so popular, then this is culturally acceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. That's what that's communicating to. Like this is the acceptable way to operate in the right. world. Like one of the videos that Jess showed me today on TikTok <sighs> is basically a girl of her who came forward about her mother who was clearly struggling on the street and David is filming a vlog of her. And it's just that, it's just that typical behavior. We're just like, this is so funny that this person is so like out of their mind, whatever. Mm. And this girl is like, her mom has died since then. And she's been begging David to take down the video for years because it like does, it is, it's a humiliating video of her mother that it was not filmed was not with consensual. consent. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. And he basically thought that like, oh, this is a person who just, you know, whatever. They're they're out on the street, whatever. Just the, so funny. Such a funny part of the skit. And yeah, and her, she's like, please, like my mom is dead now. Like, here's a photo of me and my mother. Can you please like take this down? Yeah, the fact that like this is now for this your gigantic audience, like, and this is the memory of my mother that like you without her permission put out there that's something that i've seen as like a through line through his videos and a lot of these clips is that he does not give people he honestly robs a lot of people of their dignity in the way that he films them uh yes i was noticing this um specifically when it comes to different forms of body shaming um and just shaming um someone the way that they might look physically for instance like um uh, I know Trisha's talked about how he would always push her to like flash the guys, but it was because he thought her breasts were funny because they're scarred. Right. Because they were fucked up from right. her surgeries. Yeah. Exactly. And then and then also she's like the one guy that he's always encouraging him to flash everyone is the guy who's known to have a smaller penis. Yeah. And so they think it's funny. And then also then he's always mocking one of their friends who he doesn't think is as attractive. So he's always making these like he's the ugly one. It's right. Like, or like ha, you're going to make ha, out ha, with ha. you're going to I'm going to trick you into like like going on a date with that person or making out with that They're person. The punchline. Exactly. So not only not only is it robbing them of dignity because they're being put on this massive platform it's also a form of psychological manipulation because Mm -hmm. then it's sort of this um honestly it's kind of uh what's that thing called i can't think of what it's called uh whatever it's called syndrome stockholm syndrome yes thank you it's kind of like a form of stockholm syndrome Mm -hmm. it's like he's traumatizing the people he's working with and it's like but he's you know Daddy David, David, please put me in your vlogs because it's like going to be so it's going to help my career. One of the and videos. Like, yeah. One of the videos Jess sent me was a clip where there was like these 16 year old girls. And it's a joke of like, oh, Jason, who's this 42, 40, however, your guy. 47, oh, my God. 47. 
probably like 46 during the whatever walk. we'll be we'll be we'll be generous with them we'll come 40 year old 40 Great. year old jason is like oh yeah i'm, I'm all, all these 16 year olds are my interns because i came looking for you david and now they're working for me obviously that's like a scare. i doubt they were working as assistants but then david comes in and he's like i need you to like clean out my and the girl's are like oh my god david when he walks in he's like i just need my car cleaned and then maybe uh we can hang out after that whatever and then is making jokes with another dude in the vlog todd oh that's todd Todd. lovely todd Mm -hmm. being like oh well todd doesn't need you guys to come around right now but like wait two years like when you're 18 and the girls are just sitting there and i just remember being like a 15 or 16 year old girl and i just kept thinking watching this clip how i would have felt how i would have been all starstruck by like one of of my idols and then just feeling like a silly little girl feeling just so humiliating and humiliated having like my hero be making jokes about like why don't you come back in in two years as if i'm like an idiot and doesn't understand that but you're still trying to you're still trying to be cool you know because you're a kid who's just a starstruck so you're just kind of like smiling and giggling along with the with the bit it's just like so not funny it's so bad and then there's all these clips too like i know tana mojo is in a lot of the clips with a lot of the vlog squad videos when she was like barely 18 years old and there's all these videos of like jason um attempting to kiss her without her consent in her the or videos her on about the threesome thing with him and trish yes yeah. and like and then david filming and like dying laughing about like wait did you did you try to kiss her and 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 tana is this like barely 18 year old woman who is like you know saying in the background just like i told him no and da 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 da, da. but she's again like exactly like you were saying like it's just and then and then Tana, I, I just showed Becca Tana a couple days ago posted on um, Twitter and said uh, to all the famous, successful old guys who dated or got at me when I was 17, 18, 19 and 20. You're fucking weird. I see that shit now, too, with these young TikTok girls. Guys are weird. If there's a 10 year old age gap and he just understands you, something is wrong with his brain? Question mark, question mark. Right. And I don't even know if she's talking about any of those dudes in particular, but, but I don't, I mean, but I'm I'm assuming she's probably talking about those guys because this like date wise. I mean, it could right be a lot around. of guys, though. She's talking about with these TikTok stars I'm oh like, no I'm saying I, I'm sure that this whole that the conversation right oh. now of David is spurring on probably these memories for her now looking back going what the fuck and having to rewatch some and of these probably traumatizing videos for her totally. and these memories and now watching this TikTok generation where you see these famous 16 year olds hanging out with like groups of people who are so much older than them well and this is what people seem to miss and this is something that I was like noticing having conversations about like sexual assault stuff on my Instagram the other day is that like people Tana has been you know like sexualizing herself for a really long time but regardless of if you're like walking around naked with your tits and vagina out all the time that doesn't mean that people have access to your body or or that it's somehow like better or you know, it's like, I bet they wouldn't treat someone, but it comes down to respect and the way that someone presents themselves with their sexuality or however, it doesn't mean that they're worthy of less or more respect. Like, Absolutely. I bet those guys wouldn't make that same joke with fucking, uh, what's the girl, TikTok girl, dance, main biggest one. Charlie D'Amelio. Thank you. I bet they wouldn't do that with Charlie, but they think that it's okay since Tana like may talk about sex or talk about sleeping with dudes or, you know, have her boobs all pushed up and 
small shorts, whatever, that then that like it's okay for them to be predatory towards towards her. Like that's not how it works. No. And people use that as an excuse, both men and women. That's utterly disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like just because and I talked about this on Instagram, like we teach little kids like just because like candy or food looks good doesn't mean you get to take it for, from someone like if someone is like oh how did you expect me not to like steal that pie that you baked when you had it on the table and it smelled so good and I you know it looked so amazing and perfect and it was like right in front of me it was only two inches away how did you expect me not to take your pie it's like what the fuck that's mm. like that line of thought and logic and reasoning does not work in so many other scenarios but because of misogyny because of yep. sexism yep. and because of honestly so many people wanting to excuse the predatory sexual abusive sexually abusive situations because they don't want to have to hold their friends their family members their loved ones or themselves accountable they'll make these excuses and it's a form of victim blaming and victim shaming when you're saying that it's because oh well what do you expect when you've sexualized yourself or when you've done that that's not how that works mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. same even with the trish stuff too it's like yeah she might have been doing only fans but like you feel entitled to ask her to like lift up her top yep. and show her tits to people because like she does it on another platform that doesn't make it any more okay no like that's on her terms no. that doesn't that doesn't mean her sexuality gets to be on your terms mm-hmm. it's not how that works Ugh. anyway so that's how we felt about that second apology video. <laughs> it's like, nah. Okay. So I'm hoping that YouTube will permanently demonetize. Um, but at least for right now, it is. Um, also, we'll, you know, keep you updated. I'm am waiting for there to be, like, involving Jason Nash now that these videos are coming out. Like, totally. there's been no been statement from him. There's been his no statement from him. Sidekick. Much older sidekick. No statement from him, minus him trying to get in contact with Trish now and telling his current oh girlfriend God. and letting and his current girlfriend letting Trish know that Jason said, don't worry, it'll all get, or this is all going to get cleared up if I just talk to Trish one call or oh some arrogant bullshit like that. It'll come back around. It goes around, comes the fuck around. And I think that they all will get held accountable because they're all now super entangled with this situation. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's going to be any way out of it. And they're hoping it's just going to go away. And they probably honestly don't know what the fuck to do. I, when I tell you I've been on the phone, my poor sister, just like lecturing the shit out of her because like, you know, again, she hasn't watched their shit for a long time, but was watching it. And I'm like, you need to know all of these things. Oh my God. Oh, also like Trish was bringing up um, his Natalie, the girl who does his, um, like edits all the stuff oh, with him. Yeah, his best his <gasps> assistant slash like best friend. Yeah, I'm interested to see like what that what's gonna happen with that. Because Trish, yeah, was saying that she, she's she part knows of all everything. the shit that's going on too. She said she's part of the editing process and has seen everything and like yeah. Well, there's a bunch I saw that Gabby Hanna posted like lawyers called me today. Let's do this thing, LOL. Like there's it's it's Jason about Nash to, is following Lauren Leindyke. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I just went into his following to try to find this girl, Natalie. Hmm, wonder if he slid into Lauren's DMs or not. When he thought that Ari chose Becca, he's just like, hello. <sighs> yeah, I mean, on Natalie's platform, it's like chief of David Dobrik is what her thing is. Oh, if you're chief of David Dobrik, then uh, honey, you have got some owning up to do. Oh, my God. 
when she does lots of ads on her four million in follower Instagram page. Uh uh-uh. uh. Bye bye. Bye bye. No. Mm-mm. I want to step away from David Dobrik and talk a little Matt James. Oh my God, let's talk a little bit of Matt James. Okay, so last episode we were talking all about Matt's mysterious messages. And (laughs) I tend to feel like what we have been seeing via social media the past week since we spoke is definitely... is definitely giving a thumbs up to your perspective of what is happening with Matt James. Yeah. The man's trying to navigate what it means like to be a celebrity now to figure out where his place is in the world while wanting to be like a normal person, but then also, you know, getting these perks of celebrity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, but also wanting to remove himself. I think he's just got a lot of inner conflict going on. Me too. And the, we've been getting like little, um, blips of insta stories from him that are him skateboarding with kids roller skating with kids his hydroponic gardens and then him at this ufc fight in las vegas the other day and when i tell you the i was laughing so hard becca when you see him sitting behind kourtney kardashian and travis barker and he's just sitting there in the background of their like like their cute like tick or their cute like boomerang thing Uh together and he's just and he has like 15 pieces of candy on his chest that he's eating off of his chest uh-huh. in the background. Uh-huh. He's just living. He's just living. He's living. And he's trying to figure it out. His brother, I was listening to Higher Learning and his brother, John the Scorpio. Um, his brother <laughs> said that he's good. He's like, it's okay. Nobody worry. He's doing well. He's like, he just didn't have a great experience on the show. Which it's like, okay, yeah. Clearly, clearly he did not have a good experience on the show. So it seems like he's just trying to like, just, yeah, like you said, remove himself. It did seem like John was saying that he will be sharing his story in some capacity, which I am so excited for. Matt, if you'd like to first share your story off contract on our podcast, I have a lot of questions. We've always been fans since it started. Maybe not right before it started, but once it started, we were always big fans. Um, but yeah, I think I think we'll get a, a tale. I think Matt James will let us all know what's going down. We'll see. Um, but then what else bachelor wise? What else bachelor wise? Oh, also we have Bennett. I can't, I, you know, I can't with him at this point. I think that if we're talking about demonetizing David Dobrik, I think Bennett should be removed from the platform for no legitimate reasons, <laughs> just for my own personal comfort. The amount when we posted the meme that you had posted of uh, of Bennett with his caviar, the amount of broads were, were like, like we I'm traumatized <laughs> by this photo was making me laugh so hard. Oh my God. It was so funny. Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. Bennett, okay, so Bennett is continuing to swing as hard as he can to get into the arms of um, Kelly Flanagan. As we discussed last week, it seemed like he is attempting to be her new beau, as I'm sure. He, he would refer like, to himself. I'm like, is, uh, stop. He has he said that before? Because if he hasn't, you are no spot on. It's yeah. right. He would never say boyfriend. He would say <sighs> beau, suitor or beau. Correct. <sighs> <laughs> but Bennett, did you see this post? <laughs> Which one? In the reels? Oh my god! Oh my god! Did are you, you talking real? The caption? Are you talking about the fantasy one? Yes. Yes. I, I was about to chat yeah. with with. Okay. okay. I just discovered this in real time, guys. 
Well, it's just a re it's actually just a repeat of this two second song over and over again. So, it's, um, yeah, it's a it's a Mariah Carey song fantasy, I believe. Now, here's the thing. It is his calling card for Kelly Flanagan because a few days before he posted that reel, Kelly posted a reel using that song, twirling her hair, looking gorge, right? Twirling her hair, that song. And someone commented, uh, someone commented and said, waiting for Bennett to join the chat. And Bennett responded to the person on Kelly's reel and said, is it just me or does everyone wish this one was a 30 second reel? So what? So you could jerk off to it? <laughs> yes, like, apparently. what the fuck? And then, so she posts this using the song Fantasy. So then he, like a day later, goes on his Instagram and posts what Becca just was showing, which uses the same song of him kind of pushing his hair back. And can you read the caption? At 36, I realized shooters have range for a reason. And you can't be afraid of taking long distance shots. You just got to keep shooting. Basketball emoji. However, I didn't realize brief clips of fantasy quotes could give such feels until earlier this week. Kissy face, Bachelor Nation. Okay, way to get cryptic with it. Instead of you, you should have just been like, didn't realize I was being so creepy to poor Kelly. That's basically what he should have I said. I just cannot believe that, like, I have never, talking about shooters wanting to shoot, this man is trying so hard on every one of her posts, and now he's copying her reels and saying that that song, seeing her like do the hair flip with that song gave him all the feels. And then he's redoing it himself oh my God. to try to get her attention. It's like, just ask her out for the love. <laughs> Unless he's been trying to nonstop. Oh my God. What if he's already slid in her? D I bet he's in her DM requests and he she just hasn't ever opened She's it never opened it. Like she hasn't accepted or ignored it. Well, apparently on Off the Vine, Caitlin said, like my friend Bennett is like interested in you but i don't know i have to i didn't finish the episode so i need to hear her oh, what her response was God. to it if she was like if she just laughed it off or if she oh was like he, oh, she is following great. him what if there there is a there is a rumor that they're secretly dating and they're like kind of like teasing us with this like back and forth to like get I don't some think instagram he would attention make the shooter shot joke if that was the case what I'm really waiting for next, because I feel like this truly will come, is Bennett doing an Instagram video post challenging Peter, Pilot Pete, to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come onto the screen in full knight's clothing and be like, Good sir, Pilot Peter Weber, I challenge you <laughs> to a duel for the heart of the fair maiden, Kelly Flanagan. <laughs> Pilot Pete's just going to be all coked out, being like, what the fuck? Pilot Pete's going to be like, dude, bro, here's here's the thing. He's going to be like, who? Who? Also, the only woman that I'd fight a duel for? Moms. Barbs. Honestly, Barbs. Barb. The only person that I'd be willing to, like, to have a duel for is Barbs. But I'm waiting for that for Bennett. And... You think... Kelly would, I mean, she follows him. 
but like just be, she might have followed him and a long want, time ago want to unfollow him because that's a big statement and also probably someone. knows that they're both going to be on paradise so probably isn't like i'm gonna go unfollow him and then make it super awkward on paradise but like i mean i i will say i haven't seen her respond to any right. of his right. begging her for attention <laughs> comments or reels on Instagram. It's truly horrifying. It's so horrifying. I just want, I'm like, Kelly, please show us the video footage of how many flowers he has sent to your apartment. But I mean, she, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of cool. Like I'd kind of bank it on that. If someone was like, Oh, kind of creepy like that. There was a kid in junior high who used to bring me a full size Twix bar every single day. And I would be, I was so mean to him. Did you ever talk to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I knew he was obsessed with me, but okay. I was like, no, I don't want to like, I basically was like, I don't want to like talk to you. So just like leave it on my desk. But right you got there, a Twix sir. bar. Sir, please. If you, yeah, you're, so I would, you're the one deciding to bring me a Twix bar every day. So I'd walk into my history class and I'd be like, and that's right. Twix bar is there at my desk where it belongs. Thank you. A little chilled. Come again. It's been in the freezer yeah. for like a minute. Mm-hmm. You're just I like. I don't want to melt it from your backpack. Ew. Hit <laughs> it off the table. That's disgusting. You're like, how <laughs> dare you? Listen, Martin, if you're going to bring a Twix bar, make sure that it's a little chilled. Do it. If you're going to do something, do it right. As if working for the Lord. The only time that I ever had a, a biblical reference, yes. <laughs> not calling myself the Lord, but also kind of, kind of. Um, I will say that the only time that I ever got like that type of like gifty attention from a guy that I didn't like ever, it was just really creepy, and it was never anything that I enjoyed. Mm. I told you that one guy used to leave mixtapes in my locker every single week, right? No, that's not fun. Leave a Twix bar instead. I wouldn't have hate, but you know, back when I was in high school. It was like a mixtape on a CD it was kind of hot. Totally. It was kind of cool. So it first of all, if I would have been not no, but horrified I, oh, I by you were, this yeah, guy. So you were horrified by no, him. No, but 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 even if I even if I didn't like him and he would cool like he'd give me cool new music options, I'd be like, don't totally. hate this gift. Like okay. pop this in. Good. He would only all the CDs would have horrifying German metal music. Oh, I remember when that was a thing. Yeah, like Rammstein and Skinny Puppy. And it was like, remember that song? Do, yeah. Do has, do has me. Yeah, I totally remember that. So very scary. And yeah. he would leave me what? Lo- like love CDs and like love notes and write this horrifying or like do this horrifying mixtape. So it very much frightened me. I was just like, if you're going to leave something and write me a love note, at least make it sweet. Not scare the shit out of me. compilation of it's like more than words is all. And you're like, at least these are bangers, you know, romantic bangers. No, it was metal music. It was very frightening. Maybe he was like trying to creep you out. Uh, he did a really good job if that was his goal. <laughs> he wouldn't ask me. And it's not me, he really missed the mark of whatever he, he was He wouldn't ask to me to dances. He would ask one of our teachers to ask me to the dance. And so our drama teacher. This has got to just be one epic troll. I mean, what is wrong with this person? He really scared me. And so our drama teacher was friends with him, which is weird that she was like, yeah, but his wingman. Yeah, kind of. And she would always ask me, she'd be like, come on, go to the dance with such and such. And I was like, absolutely not. That's going to be an absolutely no. And she would never let up about it. And uh, he would then we would I would bring my boyfriends to the dance because the whole time I was always dating somebody. Uh 
And this guy was then asking me and sending me like all these romantic things while he knew I had a boyfriend. And then we'd go to the we'd be at the dance and he'd sit in the corner and like glare at me and watch me dance with my boyfriend the whole time. Oh, yeah, that's scary. Yeah, it was very frightening. I feel like there's definitely been like a couple kind of stalker crush <laughs> situations like that that I blocked out of my memory. Like. Okay, that's actually like another thing, Loki. We cannot normalize that behavior. Like that teacher being in on it, like that's really inappropriate. Can I and tell that's you normalizing something? trying to like it being okay to make this girl uncomfortable because this guy has a crush on her? Like Can that's I, not okay. I have now looked back on my high school experience, and that's one of many, 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 many situations at this Christian school where boys doing inappropriate behavior, I would go to the to hire authority and be like yeah. this happened and they'd be like boys will be boys they're on the football team so it's not a big deal blah blah like it was very much like we want to protect them because of their like football position and then um and i was just like our school fucking sucks at football so if you're gonna defend them at least like yeah what the fuck so stupid but no these teachers yes where it's like you can't do that like you no. can't try to get a, ch- a a child. I was a child. I was a freshman in high school to go to a dance with an 18 year old, a senior. In Not high to school. mention like your priority just in general. I mean, this is it's your priority in general should be like protecting women and young girls and making yes. sure that they feel safe at all times. So she would let he made you uncomfortable and she was pushing him into like that boundary that you were trying to set. And you know what that teaches kids too, whether that's happening as like a first grader or as like a freshman in high school, that's teaching women that it's like okay for other people to try to push past your boundaries, which then you internalize into you being you you then internalize it into like, well, I guess it's okay if people try to push past my boundaries. Of course. That's normal. So I shouldn't be like surprised or I shouldn't, you know, and it be also, shocked when someone tries to push past my boundaries. Yeah, and it also doesn't empower you to speak up because of the few times that then I was would speak you're up about certain things, I would be discredited by authority right. figures. So then you're like, okay, I guess I'm not going to say anything anymore. No. That's disgusting. Oh, I have. Yeah, the, the high school situation was real bad freshman year. And then, honest to God, Evan came to school sophomore year, and then I started hanging out with Evan and his friends, and then no one ever bothered me again, yeah. which was nice. But I all, I, you yeah, know, see, it's interesting though. You but can't that was be that was only me, right? Not, not I'm not right. the rest of it. Well, everyone yeah, of else. course, you can't be respected until then. There's other people around you that yep. that men are going to respect. Which, exactly. Exactly. Well, well, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, other quick thing. Matt's mother is um, hitting up social oh media. God. Matt's mom is like Influencer. she is she is influencing. She is posting yeah, her outfits yeah. from um, Nima Colon, like the cute little sweatsuit that she got. And she is tagging them. And what I can tell you is my hopes and prayers are that we see Patty become a proper influencer. Wait, he archived the post of so matt brought a bunch of his photos back which we yes he did forgot to talk about on his post on his page but he archived the photo of him and his mom from the from the uh do you remember there's a photo of him and his and his brother on his feed was that just an insta story or was that a Mm-mm, feed it was a oh yeah you're right it might have been yeah okay you might be right you might be right, you might be right. we start all this drama we're like they're fighting <laughs> him and his mom are not doing well um no in fact i he posted uh that uh like a love segment to his mother a couple days ago because it was her birthday and he posted like four stories in a row saying happy birthday to her and then i got a bunch of messages of him helping her with her golf swing cute oh yeah i saw that 
everyone was like, it's the thigh touch moment. And I was like, yeah, I think Matt's just a little love bug with, you, with moms. You guys got to stop judging him for his cute relationship. Yeah, he's just mom. a love bug with his moms, you know. Leave him alone. But honestly, don't you want to see her become an influencer? How funny, would it, how mad would Barb be if Patty became like this huge influencer? Like if Patty started getting all these brand deals and even though Barb's been really trying to make wow. it work on social media with all of her whack ass insta lives and all of her all the shit that she posts and stuff if she, if patty becomes an influencer love my new outfit in the boutique her. at nima colon resort at nima Cole. yeah and she clearly doesn't know how to use instagram either because i like, know it's so cute <laughs> and you know and then like we were talking about maybe she could become the senior bachelorette because they were talking about the senior show yes and barb would She'd be like, Peter Sr., I'm leaving you. She would be She wants so to be the bachelorette. Mad. Oh my God. I love her feed. She just like doesn't know how it works. Like she double posts this photo of John and then one of I them. Know. Just, I love it. I, I know, love me it. too. It's so cute. It's so cute. And honestly, it's Wait, an, it's, uh, it's an aesthetic. Shade. Her bio says Matt James mom. Not doesn't have John tagged. Oh, that's sad. Include John the Scorpio, right? He's an icon too. Come Put on, some include on his name, please. Come on, <laughs> we oh love both. Oh my god. But anyway, honestly, all right. Well, you know, guys, this episode we were supposed to go through and do hypothetical situations. So um, yeah, we, we ended up venting about our, our partners for the first half, and then yeah. some news in the second. Sorry about it, but we will have an episode coming up where we go over hypothetical situations, and both Beck and I have some really good ones. We do, and I'm really excited to ask you one of them that made me laugh until I actually peed. So very excited serious? about that. Yes, Mine are kind of serious. Mine are like kind of philosophical. Um, I like those ones because I feel like we'd have a lot of convo about those. <laughs> I happen to find this specific one on Reddit and it's horrifying and also hilarious. And I just. Fantastic. I'm oh, very you've been excited on Reddit. about it. Okay. I'm going to have to try to find someone there. There's too. some really good ones on Reddit. What did you Google for that? Hypothetical questions. Weird yeah, hypothetical was, questions that's on what Reddit. I did too. What the heck? Okay. That's good. Maybe you just happened to pass this one because it was small and you and this was just weird. Um, great great all right well anyway with that broads we're gonna see you next week we have a fantastic episode thursday for easter you guys are gonna love yay uh we get into all the existential shit it's mm -hmm. going to make your life better if you listen to it, it i'm making will. that claim love that promise so, and then chatty bros will also probably make your life better on friday because everybody loves them and i can't wait to hear all the surprises about our partners that we never knew mm -hmm. and um we hope that you have a wonderful uh weekend coming up as well but we'll chat on thursday and friday yep with that chat soon broads chat soon <laughs> <laughs>